well, happy Monday, my Liberty Kitties. Yes, I do enjoy calling you Liberty Kitties. And I, I suppose there's no sense in, in really beating around the bush here, because if you've clicked on this episode, you've seen the title of this episode. And unlike last week's episode, this title of the episode is not a prank. Um, I actually am leaving Lions of Liberty. I am leaving the brand as a podcaster. I am leaving the business as well. And I'm going to get into some details as to why that is. Uh, but first, I think I just have to maybe clean up, <laughs> clean up a little mess, so to speak, uh, because this episode that I'm going to uh, bring to you today, which is only available in audio for various reasons. I'm not doing a video version. I'm still uh, very much... Well, there's a lot going on. Let's just put it that that way, as as many of you know. Um, and uh, I've been very, very busy, but let's just put it that way. But um, yeah, so I'm basically, you probably hear a little bit of an echo. At least I'm not on the floor like I was last time, uh, but I'm in a, I'm very much not quite set up for podcasting yet fully. It's been uh, quite a hectic situation, just really furnishing a house from scratch while doing a lot of other life things, all good things. So all is well, all is fine, all is wonderful. Um, but you know, I, I think that all, that all ties in all the changes that have been going on in my life. Um, having spent nine months with my family in Mexico while we were waiting for my stepson's immigration to be done uh, before we decided to come start a new life here in Florida, it really did feel like the right time to really pull the trigger on something that had been on my mind for a long time. And that was what I'm going to be explaining uh, in this episode, which is why I am breaking off from Lions Liberty, why I'm going to be doing something a little bit bit different. Um, this doesn't come out of nowhere. I think for people that have been following me and following my path and following the kind of things I've been saying over the last year, year and a half, uh, especially longtime fans that have kind of seen my evolution, none of this really should come as too much of a surprise. Um, but before I get into that, uh, a lot of people were Understandably, I suppose, pretty confused by last week's episode, um, which I'll just say right now, yes, was a complete, uh, a complete joke, like literally was an entirely a joke. The only, oddly enough, the only truth in that uh, episode where my good friend who I've known for a number of years now, man, probably seven or eight years that I've known Dan Smots, both uh, through podcasting, we've hung out in real life at Porkfest. Um, so we are, we are all friends here. Dan is a friend of the show. Dan is a friend of all of ours. And that's why we, you know, for people that have followed Dan, the host of the system is down. You've seen him. Uh, he likes to have fun. You know, he likes to make silly videos. Uh, he likes to call out Dave Smith, uh, make sort of you know, fake controversies that I think anyone with half their wits together will obviously be able to tell is is not legit and is supposed to be trolly and supposed to be silly. Uh, so it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not everyone's type of humor. I happen to get a kick out of it myself. So uh, when I approached Brian and John about um, my leaving Lions of Liberty, which again, I will detail in a bit, um, we were talking about, we kind of made a joke when we were all talking about it, like, oh, what if we made a fake controversy, like a, you know, a pod war, jokingly, really, not really intending to, to make make anything seem legitimate. Uh, but, you know, just saying we may as well have some fun with this. Uh, so we, we told Dan, hey, you like making silly videos, uh, you know, creating controversies out of, uh, you know, oddly edited vid edited videos, carefully edited videos and what have you. So we just kind of gave him free reign, said, hey, go make a silly video. Just just have at it. So he made that six, this six minute. Um, I forget the exact title of it. I think it's called what is it here. I actually have it in front of me. Shocking Lions of Liberty Exposed, this expose featuring what is very clearly, obviously uh, edited and very out of context videos of uh, Brian and Odie uh, talking about me. It's really just mostly Brian talking about Hunter Biden. And then, you know, I, I think it's very obvious that it's just nonsense and was meant to be silly. And I think I don't think I don't think anybody took this video seriously. Uh, I, I really didn't hear anybody saying anything about this video until the podcast. So what happened was I was supposed to release this podcast. 
podcast uh, last week where I, I had already talked to Brian and John. They knew I was going to announce that I was leaving Lions Liberty again, all very amicably. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was going to plan to do episode 599 because episode 600, which will be my final episode next week of Lions Liberty. I really wanted to make uh, more of a celebration. I really wanted to have fun. I'm going to have Brian and John, uh, maybe some uh, friends of Lions of Liberty's past uh, appearing on the show. And I, I really wanted that to be the fun show. So I did feel that I owed a little bit of an explanation of what exactly I'm doing, why I've decided to do this, um, how this all came about and that sort of thing, especially for people that have been around for a long time uh, or what have you. So I was playing to that episode last week uh, and then I finally got a little case of uh, the Coovy Fluvy, I guess you could say. And uh, somehow, even though I don't have the stabby wabby, uh, I recovered. And I, I wouldn't even say recovered. I didn't really even feel symptoms so to, so much as I was just kind of tired and didn't really feel like doing anything for maybe two or three days. I will highly recommend monoclonal antibodies. I got those immediately and... I don't know. I, I don't know if I felt better in two or three days because I would have felt better in two or three days anyway, or or if that really helped me. But, you know, it's worth it's worth a shot, I will say. Um, so, yeah, that being said, I didn't really feel like uh, last week I was kind of still kind of on the tail end of it and I was just kind of tired and I didn't really feel like doing this. And ironically enough, I'm actually very tired right now and was up for you know business reasons. I didn't really get too much sleep last night. So oddly enough, I'm probably actually more tired right now than I was last week when I just decided not to do the show. Because uh, I really wanted to have my thoughts together and really, um, you know, present things in the proper way or as proper a way as I could at the time. And I just wasn't feeling up to it. So I just texted Dan. I was like, do you want to have even more fun with this? Do you want to kind of like make a whole thing out of it? Do you want to just do a show where you pretend to take over Lions of Liberty? I don't even care what you do. Just just have fun. If any jumped off the opportunity. <laughs> Excuse me. I uh, decided to see. I'm not. I'm not. Don't worry, Dan. I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to even edit out my little uh, little cough there. Um it's not the coups, don't worry. Um, but you know, I I think that <laughs> maybe I, I didn't really care what what the show was, and I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I thought it was funny. I thought it was very obviously not real in any way. Um, Dan was poking fun at a lot of different people, um, kind of you know, a little poking jabs at me at Brian, but for. For if you don't know that we're all friends and that we've known each other for a pretty good amount of time now, like, I mean, again, Dan uh, was a, a fan of the show for a number of years when he first got into politics. That that part of the episode was true as well. Um, and, uh, you know, he used to send us some like kind of silly memes based off of jokes we would make in certain episodes. I think it was during those uh, Gary Johnson's um, Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood episodes that Brian and I were doing back during the, the Johnson can Johnson Well campaign, the good old days. Um, so, yeah. Um, so he's been, and he started doing, uh, then, you know, once he started doing some free memes for us, we started hiring to do some graphic design for us. He's done several of our theme songs and he's just done a lot of, uh, a lot of work for us over the years. He went to Porkfest with us, uh, filmed a documentary, put that together. You can see that on the Lions of Liberty, uh, YouTube channel. Perhaps I'll link to that in the show notes if I remember. Um, but you know, yeah, so Dan has been a friend of the show for a long time. He's been on all our shows. We've been on his shows. We've, we've hung out in real life. We've hung out in internet life. Uh, so and I think, again, for anybody that follows us in general, probably kind of knows that. But I was I will say I was surprised how many people didn't realize it was a joke or didn't realize it was entirely a joke. Um, so maybe it wasn't conveyed in the exact right way. A lot of people were kind of confused. I did have like a number of people reaching out to me asking if everything is OK, because um, then Brian, Brian, of course, just to continue the joke, went on the system is down last week and just continued to play it up. And kind of they kind of alluded that I got into some trouble in Mexico or I was running from the law. Maybe I owed taxes from the IRS. But yeah, I am in no legal trouble. Just just to be to be very, very clear. Um, but in fairness, 
we need to let Dan and everybody off the hook because I basically gave everyone free reign to just be as silly and have as much fun with it as possible. Because why not? Because we're all still having fun here, friends. Um, so I, I will just say, I just want to say that up front to address the why many people were confused by last week's episode, didn't really know what was going on, uh, especially if you're newer to the show and don't even know Dan or don't really know all of us. That would be very confusing. And I know there are a lot of new people that have hopped on anyway. So fair enough. Um, apologies, but whatever. I don't really apologize. I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with how it all came out, to be honest. Uh, gave me a little time to think, a little time to breathe, a little time to think about how I want to talk about what I'm going to talk about next, which is... Um, why exactly I am leaving Lions of Liberty. Now, a lot of people will say, Lions of Liberty, you started Lions of Liberty. Well, I did start the podcast. That That is true. Um, but for those of you that are newer or don't know the full backstory, um, we first started Lions of Liberty. We kind of kind of off the tail end of the end of the Ron Paul 2012 uh, campaign. It's actually in the last year or so of the campaign around 2011. Uh, a few of us that have become friends over the years, of course, Brian and John included, started a website, Lions of Liberty. We used Lions of Liberty as the moniker because we were all friends uh, from our time together at Penn State, the Nittany Lions being the mascot. I think most of you know that story, but again, there are always new people uh, popping in and out that haven't always uh, you know, been here from the start, of course. So just for a little context there. Uh, so yeah, but it started as a website and it wasn't even really a business first. It was just, um, it was just something we did because we wanted to spread the ideas of liberty, so to speak. Um, we were just really passionate about this stuff and we were having all these email conversations. So we just decided if we're having all these conversations on email and we're already typing this stuff out to each other, we may as well just kind of turn some of this stuff into blog posts and who knows, we weren't, we didn't really have a plan per se, but, um, I, but I guess that was the informal founding of the business regardless. So there are essentially four of us, myself, Brian, John, and our friend, Dom, who was uh, very, very active in the beginning and kind of kind of tailed off. So most of you probably haven't heard of him. Uh, and if you have, then you are a serious OG. Like you were probably even reading, uh, reading our articles on, on our website long before we even had a podcast. So uh, to those of you that are OGs, cheers. I don't have a drink or anything. That's very sad. Uh, I will next week, though. Don't worry. I will have a drink next week. I'll have many drinks next week. We will be celebrating. There will be bubbly. There will be whiskey. I will probably be very hungover on Wednesday. That is that is a fact, Jack. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And it's going to be a celebration because this is all um, this is all very amicable. There are no hard feelings involved here. It was just something that ultimately I, I really felt that I had to do for myself. Um, and it's something that, as I kind of said earlier, I think anybody who's been paying attention to the show, I think anybody that, that has, if, if you listen to every episode of the show for the last three or four years, this probably isn't the biggest surprise in the world. I, I don't think, um, I think I, I, and to those of you who have been following, again, if you haven't been following the show for a long time, you probably don't even care why I'm leaving Lions of Liberty. Um, but I still hope you stick around and listen to what I'm going to say and, uh, listen to what I'm going to get up to. So whatever, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think in the end, COVID changed everything. COVID changed everything f for me in many ways, but it happened at the same, t very close to the time of my life when I also met my wife and decided to create a family with her. And then, co well, COVID hit right before that, um, right around the same exact time. So those two events happened simultaneously. So on the one hand, I'm taking, I guess, life much more seriously. I have much more of a commitment. I have much more of a, something to live for, um, people to protect. Uh, people that count on me, people that, uh, you know, give me a lot of purpose in life. Um, so that happens at the same time that I see people around me, including, you know, 
in, in some cases, close family members, in some cases, close friends, just completely transform and transcend what may have been minor political disagreements before. Now, of course, this does go back to the Trump era, you could say, um, in many ways, uh, the, the reaction to COVID became an extension of the sort of uh, the Trump polarization, I guess you could say, but we don't need to go into all that. You guys have been around, you know, you know about politics, whatever. Point being, this really, these two events kind of happening simultaneously, while I saw many people continuing life as normal, um, continuing to approach everything as normal, it was, it really, I don't want to say rub me the wrong way. I, I, I don't, well, yeah, okay, I will say it rubbed me. Why am I, see, I'm already, I'm trying my, my New Year's resolution. I know it's not the end of the year yet. It's August, whatever, um, is to be less apologetic. <laughs> As I as I often can be, because uh, I do have a reputation, at least maybe prior to the last year or so, of being like a nice guy, uh, the nice guy in the liberty movement. That's why I've been trusted to host debates, and, and I like to think I am a nice guy. I'm, I'm, but maybe sometimes I do go out of my way to be a little too nice. Um, I think I've shed some of that this year, <laughs> which is why I probably have rubs some people the wrong way. Because the the truth is, when you state your opinions more boldly and you say a lot of things that have been on your mind for a long time. Well, yeah, of course, if you say if you say things that you have strong opinions on, there's surely going to be other people that have strong opinions that are counter to those opinion, opinions. So, you know, I, I knew when I started saying more of my opinions on, uh, you know, the libertarian philosophy, not as being correct uh, or not as being um, I, I don't even know if I could say theoretically true, because if it's not helping us with today's problems then I don't know how much being theoretically true matters. But I will say in terms of Austrian economics and the economic side of things, yes, I, I believe that's 100% the correct, well, the correct the correct path that should be taken economically in, in the perfect world, in a world where where political power implements that. That would be wonderful. That's, the, that's what I would like political power to be implementing, uh, a place where we can have as free a market as possible and, and live as close to the libertarian society that we all kind of talk about. Um, well, not that we all kind of talk about. I guess I shouldn't generalize there because some people's libertarian society, which is something that I've realized over the last couple of years, even more so, is much different than my libertarian society. Um, I, I realize now cultural values matter so much probably more than the philosophical or the legal thought that you have behind your preferred system of government. And I think the difference between me now and then, or one of the many differences is I used to think the opposite. I used to think as long as you share the same thought on what, what the use of force should be or what the government should be structured like, well, you can live your own lives. And look, I, I, I still think you can live your own lives, but I don't think it's realistic to be mashing a bunch of people together who have very different cultural um, approaches to the culture and telling them they're all going to live together in a free society because that's not really going to be a free society in the same way as if it's actually done with private property owners who, again, so that would be the real libertarian um, society, the one where private property or owners are, are forming their own communities, forming their own rules, and it's everything is voluntary. So the, the right people that um, you know kind of jive with each other and, and share similar values end up in the same community. But that's not the system we live in. So that that theoretical model, which I'd love to see happen and I'd love to see implemented. And I think there are ways that we can see things close to that implemented. Or, you know, I think there's a lot of cool projects out there. Like we've talked on the show before, um, like free cities, startup cities. My my friend, my good friend, Mikhail Thorpe of the Expat Money Show uh, just did a show about uh, just done a couple in the last few months about startup cities and free cities. So I'll try to link to those as well. If not, just go check out the Expat Money Show. Mikhail is doing fantastic work. Um, and so... Yeah, I, th I think there are ways we could see this in pockets, but how does that help with what's been happening at, at the grand scale here? How does that help with 
the implementation of a regime that that doesn't just use force um, and the threat of force. That is certainly a tool, but really what it does is manipulate the population in mass. And it's done. This is, happens in so many different ways. Um, this happens through the media. This happens through our education system. This happens through the culture. You now. Influencers in our culture, um, media stars, many of which are created people. And the stuff I'm talking about right now is the stuff I'm kind of more interested in exploring. That's the stuff I think matters more. The things that influence us in our lives, whether it's the media, uh, the culture, our own spirituality, religion. These are all the things that play into how a society actually plays out. More so than if all these people with all these different values happen to share some very vague, um, not, not I, I shouldn't say it's vague, but it's it's not really backed by, by it's, it's not a strong backing to just say we happen to agree for whatever reason it may be. Maybe it's just, um, maybe it's just a reason of convenience or because it economically makes sense that this should be a certain, that we should have this legal system, but that's not going to bind a culture together. That's not going to tie communities together. That's not going to prevent what we saw in the last two and a half years. So I'd love to snap my fingers. I'd love to press the button or what have you and just magically see the libertarian society. I would love that. But that's not reality. That doesn't help us right now. It doesn't help us. That doesn't help you. And, and I think that's a lot of it too, is there's a lot of things you can't control. And I think when I see people doing the same thing over and over, when I see, I see, I see myself and everybody else, you know, I see younger versions of myself everywhere. And I met so many sort of younger versions of myself at YAL a couple of weeks ago. And say what you will about YAL, they have a lot of critics, but the, there's a lot of kids there, right? There's a lot of young men there. And that's why I wanted to go there, when, men and women, I should say. But look, I'm a man. I probably do, do relate to the men more. There are more men that come up to me and have these conversations than women, although I have had a few women as well come up and talk to me as well. Some, some of them were just saying their husband, <laughs> their husband uh, would kill them if they didn't get a picture with me. So whatever. Point being. Yes, of course, I relate to men more because I'm a man. So I, I, I know what they've been through more. I know what they're going through more. Um, and that's kind of a lot of what I want to turn my focus to. You know, um, I think I've learned a lot. And I think there are in the last 20 years of being a man and being on both sides of being a man, being more of a degenerate, directionless man and going to the point of being right now where I, you know, I, I feel like I'm a completely different person than certainly than three years ago and certainly than 10 years ago, um, which is really it's 11 years ago that we started, uh, started the first website, Lions Liberty, almost 10 years ago since I started the podcast. So I'm truly a completely different person in a positive way. I feel, um, maybe some people don't feel that way and that's okay. Uh, but I certainly feel like I've grown a lot as a person, uh, in many ways. And I think what I do needs to reflect that. And I, you know, I, I think that I, I kind of tried to make a half measure earlier this year when I sort of half-assedly rebranded the show. Uh, it was still called Lions of Liberty with Mark Claire, but I kind of decided to take things in a somewhat different direction, uh, bring on some different types of guests. And I did do that to some extent. Um, you know, a couple of the stand out are my interview with Chris Knowles, uh, really getting into a lot of esoteric beliefs that a lot of the elites hold. Um, I talked a lot about more about sort of elite conspiracy, esoteric type stuff with Jay Dyer as well. And that's the stuff that really gets my passion going. Uh, I, I was realizing not, not, not just doing those interviews, but getting the feedback from them. Um, seeing the download numbers was encouraging too, because those seem to get a great response, not just in my individual feedback. Um, but, I mean, people seem to really respond to those episodes in, in every measurable way. So that was really encouraging. And but I was still kind of doing back and forth. I was still kind of had my foot in the uh, in the political stuff and I get dragged into these conversations. I, and look, a lot of that's my fault, too. 
you know, I, I give and take on Twitter. Uh, I give and take. I, I try to stay off Facebook. Uh, I think once I left them, left once I was kicked out of the Mises Caucus Facebook group, I, I try to be like, all right, there, there's just no reason for me to be here except to like, you know, post the Lions Liberty stuff or what have you um, do like, you know, a few minutes of podcasting stuff and then get the hell off there. But I, I am a little bit of a Twitter addict, uh, I will say, and uh, I can get punchy at times. So, you know, I am certainly as responsible uh, as anybody else for, for letting myself get pulled into like sort of petty arguments about this and that. Um, but again, I don't regret anything because I, you know, I think part of this is all a process. Um, you know, sometimes you just need to get things off your chest and people need to hear what you're thinking, even if it's not perfect, even if it doesn't come out in a refined way, like everything I'm saying right now, Dan, again, I'm not going to edit any of it. I'm going to leave the fumbles and everything in. I'm going to be as authentic as possible. That's what I'm trying to do. And that's, that's really the direction I'm trying to go. I'm trying to be more authentic with how I'm feeling and, and what I want. I want my brand and whatever I do, whatever I put my energy and effort into to really matter to me and to really reflect what I believe and what I feel is important. And what I found myself doing is when I'd get more into the political stuff, it would make me angry. You know, I'd be arguing with people that I love, that I like, that I don't want to argue with. Um, it, it would put me in a bad mood. Um, and then when I would do political podcasts, um, I just wasn't feeling that same passion that I used to feel for that. I was finding myself really phoning it in when I would, the more I would do political stuff, the more I would really just feel like I was just going through the motions. And that's just not, that's not, I'm not okay with presenting myself that way to anybody. I used to be more okay with be, I think early, my early years, I was more just trying to pre- present myself as this neutral host which is why I became such a, you know, so known for hosting debates because I do have the ability to be pretty damn neutral. Um, but let's be honest, that's not that interesting, is it? <laughs> uh, being neutral is not that fucking interesting, is it? <laughs> so when I decided to be less neutral and just be a little more outgoing and outward with what I was thinking and feeling and commenting on things a lot more and commenting on um, criticizing people that I was friends with, criticizing people who's who I used to be on the same path as them, used to even be a part of or, you know, I, I, I will say there's been, you know, back and forth, whether I was a quote unquote supporter of the Music Caucus. I'll say I was a supporter. I was a supporter. I don't think I ever gave them money. I was certainly a supporter. I was certainly someone who liked what they were doing and was excited about it. So I'll just put that out there. Um, I won't waffle on it. I was a supporter, even if I wasn't a financial supporter or anything like that. I, I liked what they were doing and I was interested in it. Because why not? You know, why not have better libertarian ideas out there? Why not have more bold messaging? I'm all for it. I'm going to drink a sip of a Coke, Dan. I'm not going to not going to edit it out. All right. Where was I? Yes. Uh, why not have more bold messaging? Why not have better libertarian ideas out there? And I guess I could still say why not. But when we're talking about political strategies, like I don't want to get into the whole thing again. That's not why I'm doing this podcast. But the point is, I don't I can't see how the same political strategy of trying to pursue a third party option makes any sense in the political sense. And if it doesn't make sense in the political sense to me, it doesn't make sense to do. I guess that's the summation of my opinion. That's just my opinion though. And I probably have been too harsh on people that want to choose that path. I know you can't really like if someone's into something, you can't pull them out of it. If they if they really want to be into it, all you can do is set an example and do something else and do your own thing. And I've probably done a little too much of talking about it, you know, criticizing it, when I should just be doing my own thing. And look, I don't regret it. Um, again, I think sometimes these things just have to come out in their own way. And I, and I, I don't think I've ever said anything personal to anybody. And I don't, I don't think that anyone has really taken anything personally, to be honest. Um, certainly Brian and John haven't, and I've never said anything personal about them. Although I have been critical of the Mises caucus strategy that they are supporters of. So, and, and I think we've kind of all said things on our own podcast and various podcasts where we've disagreed, but we never had a, 
a disagreement in any kind of personal sense at all. And I haven't with anybody. So not to me, none of this is ever personal. I think some people do. And maybe it like, this is exaggerated by social media because when you meet people in real life, it's hardly ever like this. I think people do when they wrap their identity in a political philosophy or a political party or whatever it may be, then they can take it personally because they've wrapped themselves in it. So that's good. Which is kind of part of my message is stop wrapping yourselves in it. Stop wrapping yourselves in it. But how can I say that? How can I say, stop wrapping yourselves in a philosophy? How can I say, stop wrapping yourselves up in a full, in a party and still be part of a libertarian political brand? Do you see what I mean? How can I say what I have just said in the last 20 some odd minutes here and still be part of a political brand, not just part of it, but you know, the quote unquote flagship show, uh, you know, all this stuff. And it just doesn't, it didn't feel like the right fit. And I was losing my passion at the same time. To be honest, the only reason I had stayed on doing it for so long is because of my longtime friendship with Brian and John and business partnership with them. And because we had taken, put so much time and effort into building up Lions Liberty and we had created a great community and I'm very proud of what we've done. I think we've all grown so much. I'm so thrilled to see what they've done as podcasters. I think they've both done so much tremendous stuff that I, I never expected to see out of them, to be honest. I mean, when when I never expected to see the the output that I did out of me when I first started. So I'm, I'm impressed by all of us, damn it. Um, and they're going to continue with Lions Liberty, by the way. I should be clear. They are going to continue the brand. Um, you know, that was like when I approached with them and that, I, that was an option I gave. Like I wasn't trying to take it or anything like that. I, I, I definitely wanted a major option for them to be, you know, A, we could all walk away if you want, or you could take the brand and do something else with it. And I'm really excited to see what they do with it. You know, look, I still listen to their podcast. I still listen to uh, part of the problem. I still listen to the people that I enjoy listening to. So I'm still excited to see what they do with the brand. I encourage you, if you've been a fan of myself, if you've been a fan of their shows, continue to support them, uh, continue to support what they do. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be around and I, I'm sure like, even though I'm going in a very different direction and I'll be talking about that in a second. Well, I'm not going to get too much into that today, to be honest, I will be doing, I will be getting to, into that more in the future, but there will be something coming. And I, I guess I'll, I'll tease it today. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I think it just didn't feel like the right fit anymore. It didn't feel like I was being true to myself to continue under this brand with, with how much I had changed my outlook on things and, and how I prioritize things in life. Um, I, I felt like I was being kind of disingenuous, sort of living two lives saying one thing, but then, you know, you know, talking about politics and how people should prioritize things differently on one hand. And then next week doing a podcast about, you know, some political thing. It just, it didn't feel right. It wasn't sitting right with me. And I, I just can't go on doing something that doesn't feel right and putting so much time and effort and energy into it. So as much as I love Brian and John, and I, I think we've built something amazing business-wise, at the end of the day, you know, you just got to do what's right for you. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you know, you have to have a conversation with, with somebody and you just go through it in your mind a thousand times over and over and over. And you just imagine the worst thing possible, um, which I, I had no reason to really think anything. I expected them to not be happy about it. Like I wasn't really happy about it necessarily, of course, but I just thought that was what I had to do. Um, but you know, you imagine these like nightmare scenarios, just absurd scenarios. And of course, none of that happened. They were both very understanding. And you know, Brian later said like, they kind of saw it coming too, which of course they did because they know me like better than anybody. So if, if I saw it coming and if probably if I'm saying right now, a lot of listeners probably saw it coming, then of course they saw it coming too. So it makes perfect sense actually. Um, but you know, I was, I was still a little bit nervous just approaching them, but you know, look, I, I don't think, I, I think we all, 
we all, at the end of the day, we all put a lot of time and effort and money <laughs> into Lions of Liberty. So I think on that end, it, it feels like, ah, uh, is that, but it's not wasted because we've all grown something else. Uh, we've all grown so much as podcasters and we're all going to continue to do that. And we've all uh, gained new connections, gained new skills, and none of us are going to stop podcasting. And in fact, I mean, Brian, John and I were, you know, we're still, obviously still friends. Like none of that has changed. And we've already, we're kind of discussing what ways we can work together, how we can promote each other, what have you. So this is all again, very, very friendly uh, situation. Uh, so again, there's no, there's no bad feelings here. In fact, I think one of the main impetuses behind this for me anyway, is to not develop bad feelings with anybody, not Brian and John. And I'm not, we're not worried about them, but like just like little contentiousness stuff that if anybody's been on the Twitterverse or seen a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the heated stuff that's, that has gone on, especially centered around the libertarian party and the political stuff, you know, I just don't want to do that. Like, I'm not interested in arguing with really anybody. If, if I'm friends with you, I don't want to argue with you. If I don't like you, I don't want to waste my time on you. And if I don't know you, I certainly shouldn't be wasting my time in a negative way on you. Um, so in, in no way does it make sense for me to be doing something that at the end of the day was only kind of pulling me in a negative direction. And shit, man, I got stuff to do. I got better stuff to do than to be getting angry at people I either know and love or people I barely know. Because neither one of those things is productive. Um, so that's why I really just, those are all the reasons I just really wanted to pull myself in a different direction. Um, so that is, man, you know, it's funny. I had this whole, all these notes laid out of, um, I also wrote this up on Substack. I had all this in front of me, like I was going to half read it and go by it. I don't even know what I covered there. I don't, maybe that's what'll make it interesting. Go to my Substack, markclair.substack.com, read the article, see if there's anything I missed, anything I left out. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think I need to say that much more. Because at the end of the day, I guess I guess the main thing to say is there is no controversy here. That is the main thing, which anybody that listened last week that thought there was any truth to it, which I guess technically there was because the true thing is that I'm leaving Lions Liberty, but there was nothing else true to it. So um, so I will officially put any put that to rest. Uh, there is no controversy at all. I think I've explained myself and there will be a new project coming. Uh, I will say that I'm not going to announce exactly what it is just yet. But if you heard me today and if you've heard me over the last few months, if you've heard me talk about the kind of subjects that interest me more, then I think you can kind of get a, at least a general sense of where of the kind of direction I'll be going in with that new project. I don't know if I'm going to start it right away. I don't want to lose the momentum. I don't want people to forget about me. But, you know, man, I've done this for nearly nine years. In a couple of weeks, it'll be nine years since I started the Lions Liberty podcast. Never missed a week. I think one week I had to have Odie like pull up an old interview and, and air it, but but that's technically not missing it. But you could say maybe one in that case. And of course, well, I guess there's the the uh, the Dan Smots uh, episode last week, I guess, is also that that one counts as a miss. So maybe I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm not as consistent as uh, as Odor Matt, the real most consistent motherfucker, you know, never missed an episode at all. That guy. He's number one in my book in terms of consistency. Um, but in the end of the day, I think this is going to be a good thing for all of us. I think it's, it's going to light up a fire under their ass. It's going to light a fire under my ass. And I'm excited to see what we all do. And that is just about it. But yeah, I mean, stay tuned. There will be more. But before I really get into the new chapter and talk about the new chapter, you know, because I really want to do it right. I really want to put thought into it. Um, Again, there's a part of me, and because I'm again obsessed with numbers, this is why I wanted to get to episode 600. When because I, I can't, and I, I was around 593, 594 that I decided this, and you know, reach out to Brian and John. But I was like, I can't stop at 594. Come on, I got to hit 600. You know, so that that's that's why we're here. That's why I kind of waited a few weeks. That's why I sort of vague post. Not I didn't vague post. I vague podcasted about it a little bit uh, here and there. 
Um, but I really just wanted to make it 600. So, but there's the numbers person to me that wants to start my new venture, which would be one week after lions 600. It literally would be almost nine years to the day of the anniversary, but I'm not going to do that because I actually need a breather. Not a long one, not a long one, but after nine years, I really need a breather. I need to recharge. I need to set this office up. So it's not as echoey as it's possibly sounded today. I need to really put the right thought and effort into everything and make sure I'm putting all of me into it. And that's my pledge to you. If you continue to follow me, you're going to get me, you're going to get my full maximum effort. And the great thing is because it's just me, I don't have to worry about what I say. You know, that's part of it too. I didn't want to like be critical of things that, that my, like Brian and John might be supporting or be critical of libertarian, you know, liber- libertarian stuff while they're doing libertarian podcasts. It just that I, really it's partially because I just don't want to have to worry about it. You know, I want to be able to change my mind and not worry about how it might affect a brand that other people are involved in. Um, I want to be able to just completely flip a switch one day if I want and not have to worry about how that's going to affect other people at the end of the day. But there will be something new. It will not be far away. I will tell you that. I have I've already set some wheels in motion. And maybe I'll tease it a little more on Lion 600 since I'll have a few drinks in me at that point. Um, so I might, you know, I might be a little loose in the tongue, so to speak. But there will be something new. You will find it. You will see it. Some of you won't be interested in it. That's just a fact of life. Some of you will not be interested in it and no hard feelings. You are here for a libertarian podcast. A lot of you are here for a libertarian podcast for a long time. So when I'm not doing a libertarian podcast, there's a decent chance a lot of you are just not going to be interested in what I do. And that's okay. However, I know there's a lot of you that are. And there's a lot of other people that are too. I know this for a fact. (laughs) So that's who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for those people. And I hope to find more of those people. If you happen to be those people, I hope you at least give it a shot. If you've listened to this much of me talk today, I hope you at least give it a shot. So stay tuned. Follow my Substack. I'll definitely announce everything there. So markclair.substack.com. Uh, that's probably the best way to follow me or follow me on Twitter at Mark D. Claire. Don't forget, it's Mark with a C, people. At M-A-R-C, letter D, Claire, C-L-A-I-R, at Mark D. Claire. That's where I, I make my public announcements, Substack and Twitter. So those are the best ways to follow me. So uh, stay tuned. And as always, this will always remain true. I just want you to live long and live free and live free and live free and live free. And live free. And live free.